that's all film. Time speed is what it is. Uh, I take playing speed as a more important gauge than time speed. Me personally, I probably watch more film on him than any prospect that I could ever remember watching film on, ever remember watching film on. That's all film. Because everyone said, well, he ran real slow. It's an alert. I said, okay, well, games that I watched, I didn't see him get run by. It's an alert. With the 53rd pick in the 2017 National Football League draft, the Detroit Lions have selected Tease Tabor. in Bucktown, we got Connor on the horn over there in KZU. Uh, we got a, a fat epi, fat epi coming here. This is the first official back judge mock draft. Yep. The last one was kind of more of a walkthrough. Yep. Uh, the pads weren't on. The helmets no. weren't on. They're on, man. They're on now. The pads and helmets are on. These picks are going to be judged in the future mm-hmm. by uh, by us and all of our listeners. Yep. And there is an energy in mm-hmm. the air. It's draft week. We got Mr. Ryan in the building via Skype. He's not actually in the building, but for all intents and purposes, he's in the building. And uh, boy, I'm just, I'm stoked, man. I'm excited. This will be a, a two-round mock. Uh, we're picking what we would do if we were these teams in these positions. So I think it's going to get really interesting. Just going to get some different uh, consensus opinion as to what is going on in this first and second round here. A lot of disagreement, a lot of different takes. Yep. And uh, we're starting off in Arizona, Connor. You, you're uh, you're Steve Kine. I was gonna say we couldn't yeah. be in for a six-hour mock. Can't wait. <laughs> we're gonna get, get we're gonna try and keep, keep this one going a little bit. All right. I got I got big football practice tonight. Last yeah. last last spring ball practice. You'll the get there. You'll get there. Yeah. Connor. Yes. Yeah, so uh, starting off with Arizona. Well, first of all, if I was Steve Kine, I'd already have a trade done by now. That's to make first things first. I don't know why they still have Josh Rosen on their team right now, but assuming they are, and I am Steve Kime, I can't take Kyler Murray with the number one pick. I just don't think you can have two of those young QBs on the roster right now. I think ultimately my gut feeling is the Patriots trade the the 32nd pick and they get Rosen. That's my feeling. And the Cardinals will get Murray. But having it stand right now, I have to take this one of the safest prospects in the draft in Quinton Williams. If you're Kingsbury and you're Kime, you're pretty safe right now. Clearly, the Cardinals are expecting a rebuild. You don't have to win this year. You can take the flyer on the QB next year. Hell, you can wait for Lawrence. You don't have to do it now. I think they should trade Rosen, though. Yeah. And take him. But I don't know what, what's going on in Arizona. I just would say, what, what do you not like Kyler as a fit in Arizona schematically? It's not really the schematic thing. I think there definitely is a concern. I mean... I don't want to get too into the size thing, but I mean, there is sort of the same sort of thing that they had with like Johnny football. I mean, when he was coming up, they're kind of, I think Kyler Murray's more athletic for sure. I mean, he got picked yeah. eighth overall in the MLB draft. I mean, the kid's tremendous. I think it's just one of those picks that just like is one of the highest ceilings the NFL has ever seen and can also have Johnny Manziel floor. I mean, that's where it is. Yeah. And you do have to take that risk sometimes, but I think if I'm in Steve Kimes chair, this just isn't the year to take it. Or if it is, Get rid of Rosen and go all in. You can't go half in, half out with this type of pick. I you think on draft day a trade will happen. Um, yeah, I think the personally, I think I think Connor, I think other teams are kind of waiting to see what they do at number one because if you pick Kyler, then Rosen's 
value plummets immediately because then you have yeah, to get well, rid that's of that's it. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I don't get why Rosen isn't shipped out. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why he has They're it. They're not getting teams, a first. Teams don't, offer, teams don't want to offer them anything because they know that the price will go down. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It just seems to me, even if it was a second-round pick, if I were Kime, I'd take a second for Rosen right now and take Murray. That'd yeah. be me. No, I definitely would too. I just think that your logic in terms of wanting to take Murray but not taking him because a trade hasn't been done is a little bit – it's, it's holy in a way, or, yeah. or, or there's holes in it. Because I just think that Arizona's looking at the board saying, we've got the first overall pick, and whether or not we're going to be getting third-round value or first-round value or anywhere in between for Josh Rosen, Kyler Murray is a quarterback we want to move on with in our future. And if that's the way you feel about him, and this is kind of the consensus about any quarterback, if, if, if that's your guy, then you take him and you ask questions later in a way, and you make moves later. But... Clearly, uh, you know, you're, you're in the helm there in Arizona, hypothetically, and Kyler is a guy that you see with a lower floor um, than a lot of us do. So the draft gets turned on, up, upside down on its head from the start. I like yeah. it, Connor. I like, I like your, uh, you know, your, your radical move here. And I think if Kyler isn't the pick for some reason on end draft, I think that Quinn and Williams will be the pick. I think that they need more of a presence in the middle. So, Connor, I completely agree. And I think uh, Quinn and Williams, I think, is – Probably the uh, most can't miss prospect, I guess, with Bosa in this in this draft. Well, yeah. I mean, leading into that, I'm at with the 49ers. Obviously, now with Kyler Murray still on the board, you're still looking. You're probably looking into trades potentially yes, to move, move back yes. for a team that wants to come up and get Kyler, but I'm not projecting that. So I will take Nick Bosa. Um, I'll get twenty dollars from Jake Dietz. Just yes. cash that one in real That'd be quick. That'd the easiest twenty you ever made. Too. Yep, uh, easy, easy money right there. It's like you know, I mean, reiterate, reiterate I feel a little bad, but you know, Jake is. I'll, I'll reiterate it because I was, I was, I was a constituent. I was there. I witnessed it happen. Uh, Jake Dietz in a, a fit of rage after Adam said that Nick Bosa would be the number one pick. Well, he just, just didn't even say he'd be the one pick. He said he, before he Gary. Be, yeah, he was gonna. Well, well, I mean, and Jake. After Adam said that Nick Bosa would be drafted before Rashawn Gary, Jake went into basically it was like Adam was saying that, you know, 9-11 didn't happen. It was <laughs> it was Jake basically berating Adam, yeah. saying that Rashawn Gary was a bona fide lock essentially to be a, a high pick and the twenty dollar wager was made yes. for uh, the, the Bosa Gary. So it's him over Gary? Yep. It's Bosa whoever goes first, Bosa or Gary. This is made preseason. So um I Bosa just you know, the only thing we're a little concerned about is his conservative tweets. Gosh. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, don't know. I would not be concerned about that. <laughs> I don't know. I think Connor was a little concerned about them, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Connor uh, is um, definitely the more most progressive of yeah. the four of us. So yeah. we, 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 he'll leave those ideologies at your liberal arts school, Connor. This is It's draft season. <laughs> this is a draft podcast, Connor. Come on. Um, this chair is breaking while I'm, I'm using it. Well, I, but I mean, not too much to say really here. Nick Bosa, I think, unfortunately for the 49ers, they've swung and missed on a lot of lineman prospects, namely Eric Armstead and Solomon Thomas. So maybe you see one of those guys get moved after the, this Bosa pick for probably, I mean, day three. I don't, I couldn't see a team giving anything more than a, a day three, especially at this time of year when draft picks seem to be so much more valuable right up before the draft. Um, so I think you would see one of those guys get moved, but. Nick Bosa is just going to come in and be a 10-plus sack guy every single season um, and just be a great addition to this team. And frankly, a little bit of a cliff year for the 49ers. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this whole John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan thing, 
Got a little derailed last year by the Jimmy Garoppolo injury, but to be picking second overall uh, in what is what is this the third? This is going to be going into the third year yeah. of this of this program is not exactly where you thought um, this rebuild would be at. Um, so with the definitely team that even with Garoppolo right now, not really not, looking no. like an uber competitive team. No, we, we could get an. I, I yeah, no, we'll, we'll get this, obviously. This this this, this will be. I mean, and then their second round pick obviously will become important. As we as we roll around, but uh, Lee, why don't you pick for the Jets? And this, I think, um, puts me in a very interesting position with with uh, obviously looking to trade down, not a possibility right now. But with Bosa and Quinnen, the two kind of bona fide elite guys off the board, um, and I, I'm not going to overthink this pick. Uh, my first pick in the draft here. I'm going to make this one easy on myself. The Jets haven't had a dominant edge rusher in as long as I can remember um, since maybe Calvin Pace. Uh, and I don't even know how dominant he was. And my brother's not huge on Do- Josh Allen. He talked me out of Josh Allen a tiny bit, but I still would say that Josh Allen's a guy that you kind of got to take here if you're the Giant uh, or if you're the Jets, and there- there's no trades in this situation coming off the edge for you. A guy who his turnover from last year in college production to this year was uh, something that you like to see. I like his size, frame, and his ability overall. And I think with Bosa and Williams off the board. Um, Allen is the move here for the Jets to bolster the uh, the the pass rush on that defense and and, and make the Jets uh, just that much more of a playoff contender. Also important to say, uh, Josh Allen is uh, Bob C's number one prospect in the draft. Wow! wow. Yeah, no, you did send me that. Yep. Carlton likes him a lot. Yeah. Jeremiah, touch. <laughs> I think I think the explosiveness is just a little bit too much to pass up here for the Jets. Um, I'm going with Allen. I think. No, this is, I will. I will say if uh, if. I mean, in this situational, in this hypothetical, I mean, uh, Bosa and Williams are both on the board. And I, I do like this pick for the Jets if those two guys are off the board. I think the only other consideration would maybe be an offensive lineman if you wanted to go with Jonah Williams or maybe Jawan. Or Ed Oliver, possibly, if you, yeah, like definitely. Him, if you like him more. That was the other guy I was kind of considering. Yeah, but that's a, yeah, you know Greg Williams is being consulted on this pick yes, a lot. Yes. Uh, Tommy, now, you I need to run up to the podium because yeah. I'm, I'm jumping for joy to take Kyler Murray here as uh, Johnny Woo! Gruden for the uh, Oakland Raiders. And uh, I'm taking taking the best quarterback in the in the draft. It's an upgrade, and uh, this is just. I mean, I I think if, if Kyler is available for them at four for some reason, uh, I think obviously Devin White, Ed Oliver are going to be uh, tempting, but you got to take Kyler. I think here. Yeah, and, and I think this kind of just goes to show the difference between if you believe in someone and and you're kind of on the cusp. Where Connor's kind of on the cusp with Kyler. He likes him. He thinks he might have a high ceiling. But he's got a low floor. You are one of those guys like me who just believes in Kyler as a franchise quarterback. You've got Derek Carr on your roster. Yeah. He's got Josh Rosen on his roster. You kind of are, are taking the philosophy more of make the pick now and make decisions yeah. on, on what's going to happen with Carr later. I agree with the move. I think Kyler is uh, as a lead of a quarterback. This is interesting because after all this talk that we've had since January about where Josh Rosen is going to go, Derek Carr immediately becomes Josh yeah. Rosen. Yeah. yeah. And Frank, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I would rather have Derek Carr on my team than Josh Rosen at this point. I mean, I think that's an interesting think discussion. But yeah. I, I don't know. I just think I, I, the only thing I would say is with Josh Rosen, you have that rookie deal for the next three years, yeah. and the signing bonus is already paid off. So mm-hmm. you're you're only paying the dude for like two million bucks for the next three years annually, and so. There's that to take into consideration, but then again, if Josh Rosen just ends up being Andy Dalton, then yeah. it's like it doesn't matter how much you're paying him. So 
um, in terms of like a franchise guy, a guy that I know for sure when he comes into my building is going to be a gamer and a guy who can play. I think Derek Carr has gotten a little bit of a bad rap over the last two years. I mean, he had an injury, you know, was having an MVP season, yeah. then had the injury, then just had a, a rough year um, in 2017, and then in 2018 just dealing with the changes with Gruden, getting rid of Amari Cooper, and it, it was just a really weird energy in, in Oakland. And so this would be a wild pick and definitely one that would send shockwaves yeah. to the NFL. Uh, it's like on one hand you're bringing a huge new look to Vegas with a lot of excitement uh-huh. with Kyler. And then on the other hand, I think even as much as I like Kyler, this is such a – I mean, with the Raiders, it's like really another move that's just going to kind of stop time as we know it in the NFL yeah. and make everyone go crazy. And I just feel like with the, with the mojo that Derek Carr and uh, Antonio Brown are building right now – and have been since he got traded. I just think this is this would just make such for such an interesting headline. I and I I kind of hope it doesn't happen, but at this spot I agree with with the pick and Tommy. So that rounds up our first four. Connor. Connor back on the clock with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five. Yeah, the Buccaneers for me in my original mock, I had them taking Kyler Murray. Would make Jameis Winston would be Josh. I like Wilson. that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But now that that's done. Um, I guess I'm just going to switch and just go, they're going to take Dwayne Haskins at this point Ooh, in the draft. Wow. Connor, wow. I actually really agree with this. Explain yourself. Adam, I, I know like you it. said there were going to be four quarterbacks taken in the first round, and I'm on that train plus one. You think five? Well, well yep. Connor, I, I want to go toe-to-toe with you on this one, kind of. Just because, sure. if you don't mind, just because I think – and let's just talk about Jameis because – yeah. He had a bad year last year. He's had a bad year the past two years. And he really hasn't been on and off the field the guy that you thought he would be or that he showed flashes of being in his first two years as a pro. Okay? All that being said, Cutter's gone. You brought in Bruce Arians, who's somewhat of a quarterback whisperer. Jameis, all the crap that's been happening between the Uber stuff and the off the field stuff seems to be in the rearview mirror for him. And it seems to be like he's finally ready and the Buccaneers are finally ready as an organization to take that next step. Uh, there's reports of him playing at 250 and looking like kind of a different player. Um, I don't know if that's going to mean he's that much better or that much worse, but definitely going to be harder to bring down. And I think it's more of Tampa Bay is focusing on how to build their team still around Jameis and, how to, and, the, and bringing Bruce Arians in to help groom Jameis to become the player they thought he could become when they drafted him number one in 2014. So I just think that this might be jumping the gun a little bit on a prospect in Dwayne Haskins that I don't think necessarily has the upside that Jameis has. I, I, would, uh, I would agree with that. and I, I think I'm a little higher on Haskins than you are, Lee, but I think you're bringing in Bruce Arians. I think you've got to give Jameis one year. I do agree with the kind of, uh, you know, I mean, the recognition that Jameis is not the – I mean, this is – I guess I just think this is a year early, especially with the quarterbacks coming out next year. Give Jameis one year under uh, Bruce Arians. Give him some talent around him and uh, give it one last shot. And, Connor, do you like Haskins this much? Uh, I mean, it's more just a situation. For me, I guess to defend myself because I don't want to – because I had different logic with Kyler Murray, yeah. you see, with the Cardinals – for me, I think you can have these two QBs on the roster potentially because Jameis is sat. He had to sit behind Fitzpatrick. I think this move right here is the ultimate message to Winston. Like, yeah. this is it for you. Like, this is your last chance. You can have Haskins sit behind sort of like a Mahomes kind of deal if Winston cleans it up his act. But if there's one more even just tiny thing, I think they cut ties with Winston. I think that's the way the organization's already kind of going. I mean, yeah. this shows that the Bucks aren't playing around anymore. Definitely shows that. 
And I think I, I was talking with Lee about this. I just think in Haskins, obviously not to the same degree of, of Deshaun Watson, but just a guy who it has just been underrated for as far as like what he did at the college level in terms of being a winner, uh, in terms of putting up big numbers and big games. And you think about that two years ago coming in against Michigan and leading a comeback after coming in cold off the bench. Last year, last year, oh, Michigan's defense are the best in the country and absolutely torching them up. And, you know, having big bowl games, having big Big Ten, big ten championship games, like, I, I just think he's been a little underrated in terms of just you're, what he's done as a, as a quarterback. You're putting plurals on things that don't deserve plurals. He had a great one year. Yeah, I, well, whatever. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. he played 14 games. Which is why I said it's a lesser degree of Deshaun Watson, but... I mean, you're, I'm not maybe bringing Kyler into this conversation, but yeah, to me, Kyler guys like Daniel, and, and just to even lead into my pick here with the Giants, I mean, I, I personally, I can't take, if I was Gettleman, I just couldn't really take Daniel Jones or Drew Locke with this pick. I just, like, wouldn't be able to do it as much as they just, like, desperately need a quarterback. But, I mean, this is the mistake that you've run yourself into by not drafting one last year. Um, I would offer this pick for Derek Carr. Wow. Like, at this point, because like, I mean, what are you? What's what are your options if you're the Giants I at this you, point? Like, if, if the draft has gone this way, and I, I mean, if I'm like, if I'm saying if I'm the GM, like, what are my options at this point for a quarterback going forward? It's it's well, Eli Manning, and I don't want that. They've already they made their pick. Their yeah. pick is they're gonna ride with Eli. And ride with Eli. I know, but that's that's dumb. But now I'm in I control see. right now. I'm I'm. Uh, for these 15 minutes, I am in the driver's seat. Enough. I'm going to do everything I can to reverse whatever you doing. Seventh and force a pick. Um, <laughs> That's what you do. But at at this point, um, God, I don't even really know what I would do. I I would probably just just roll with. Um, I'd probably just take Devin White as far as just a, a talent based. Yeah, I, I would probably just take him and and live to see another day. Yeah, I think that might be the pick. I think that's a, I think so, that's a really good pick. I mean, I, I, unfortunately, I'm I'm not gassing up this Devin White pick very much. He's a very talented player. I think if this is this is the absolute disaster mode for for the Giants, unless they really like Daniel Jones, but um, I don't know. I think they're hoping to see all the quarterbacks kind of on the board there at six when they go up to pick. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think that quarterback would be a huge mistake in this position, considering yeah. the way the board has fallen. And uh, and I don't know. I just would prefer to get a guy like you know, like Finley in the second round or something. Well, yeah. Like that. I mean, work to the let you know, the board but, benefit you yeah. as opposed to work against you. Don't yeah. yell boohoo. Well, we can't. We didn't get Haskins or Murray. We yell more. Well, Devin White's still available, and it's a sixth pick, and we got you know we got a slew of players on the board here that we we would love to to bring into our franchise. Um, Why don't you just move on to the Jags here? Yeah, and this one is going to be I'm going I'm to eat my slice of humble pie here, and I'm taking T.J. Hawkinson with the seventh Ooh, pick. Yeah. And I wow. think to defend myself, to defend myself <laughs> a little bit, can't because, block though because I have I have been I have been hard on T.J. Hawkinson. Um, I think this is a perfect fit. I don't think I, if I were any other team in the NFL, I'd take T.J. Hawkinson with the seventh pick. But I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are in such a position that. This could boost their team to a le- to the highest level out of anybody on the board. This is how 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 they can impre- improve the most immediately. There's a blatant hole at tight end. Jeff Swain is your starter. Your offensive line is 
Uh, I guess I would say it's above average. You don't have the rotation on the offensive line that Nick Foles is comfortable with in Philly. You don't have the depth that Nick Foles is comfortable with in Philly. But I think your offensive line is good enough to keep keep Foles comfortable. And everyone knows you have a top five defense in the league. That's that's no secret. So I don't think you really need to address anything defensively with the seventh pick unless you're looking to draft some more depth, which is what you did last year with Taven Bryan. So I just think this is a position where you know Foles, at least over the past two years, he likes his tight end. You don't have a tight end. Everyone's talking about Hawkinson as the most, uh, you know, pro-ready and, and uh, versatile, versatile yeah. tight end in the draft. So I just kind of think that this is a guy you bring in, you, you let him help in the run game and in the pass game, and you give Foles a target uh, right off the bat. And like I said earlier, I think the bottom line is this is the guy who I think makes your team uh, the most better out of anybody on the board. So I take Hawkinson here. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, my mind has been changed after, you know, I always ha- I've had an offensive lineman slotted there, Jonah Williams or Jawan Taylor. Me too, yeah. Last couple mocks. But the way that the board will fall, I really would prefer to get a guy like Hawkinson over, I mean, if Irv Smith. You know how Jeff Swain plays, man. Yeah, you're no, you're a Cowboys fan. Jeff Swain is not you optimal. Can't, the tight you end can't position. tote that guy out as your starting tight end week one. But, um, but yeah, the way the board can fall, you can get the type of developmental right tackle or rotational right tackle in the second round if you wanted. And Hawkinson, you know, is going to come in, help in the run game, help in the pass game, you know, a lot. And uh, which, which made me like Hawkinson the most, too, is interviews instead of film. Like, the, the, you can tell that the guy, is, he's a passionate guy. I think he's, he's, he's a pro. The guy's a professional. He's a pro's pro. So bring him in. Let him do work. Bob Quinn. Get that uh, that baseball bat's coming to Sealy on Thursday. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're bringing it. Can't wait. Bring the wood. And, I mean, at, having Kyler be my last pick, and I think I get to make another really easy pick here, and I'm going to take Ed Oliver as uh, for the Lions. And I just think the way that they can turn this defensive line into a strength and one of the better units in the NFL and get it, I think Ed Oliver would be their best defensive lineman, like of the most talented one. And the one that you can – I would not be surprised. I mean, this guy – I just think this guy is a really special player, and I would be surprised if he's there at 8 on draft day, but if he is, I really think it should uh, should be the pick, and I mean, yeah, there's not much else to say. Yeah. I don't, I don't snatch him, a lot of snatch him from Buffalo, because you know they're probably going to be taking him yep. if he's there, yep. and, and you know, I agree with you, man. He I, was, his college, I just think they, they keep talking about his college, you know, like what he did, did in college, and I think he was kind of criminally underused as a one technique. They didn't yeah. really let him. Zero, right? Yeah, zero, my bad. They didn't really let him, you know, take advantage of the skill set, his athleticism, uh, and and he still flashed. He still was an incredibly impactful player. And yeah. the Lions just need more talented players on that defense. Uh, you know, I would it, to take but, a note from Adam. I think that either Devin Bush or maybe Brian Burns would be another good pick here. But that's I just took the best. You hired Patricia. You let Patricia work with the guy. He can. He, the guy can do something clearly. So, um, Connor, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. I think for Buffalo, I think the pick is definitely going to be an O-lineman. I had Jawan Taylor going to the Jags because, like Lee and Tom both said, it's like definitely a position of need for them, letting their starter walk. I think Jawan Taylor is going to be my pick for Buffalo. you got to give Josh um, you got to keep him healthy. And I love my O-lineman. <laughs> that's, your, uh, that's the first O-lineman off the board, Connor. So you got a whole pack of O-lineman available. Is Taylor your number one guy? Uh, yeah, I think for me he is. He's, I mean, him and Cody Ford I like a lot. Reisner is real versatile. I think he's a first-round pick as well. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, yeah, Juwan Taylor, I love – I mean, he's a massive body. Yeah. I like, I like him a lot. Totally. No, I think Especially that's a great pick. Low, you're going to need to run the ball. 
I yeah, I really just like his size and athleticism, and I just think his floor is is pretty high. We in the last couple of years, I think Juwan Taylor and Cody Ford, a lot of these big guys, this big you know bases and are just tough. Once they get their hands on you, it's just tougher guys to get around them. Uh, I think it's kind of it's, it's a reflection in the change of from the Bobby Fish or the Bobby or Eric. Eric Fisher and Cedric Abuya, those Bengals tackles, Eric, Eric Flowers even to a certain extent, just these uh, more like athletic, smaller guys that were getting drafted a couple of years ago to like more of a... Uh, Big guys with long arms. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Broncos. <laughs> I know I know what's <laughs> on your mind right now. I know you too well to, to not know what you're thinking. Take them. It, it's, it's coming between two players for me, and that's Devin Bush and Drew Locke. Okay, um, just listen to that sentence. Yeah, exactly. That's all you got to do. Yeah, and, seriously. And, and uh, <laughs> the, here's the thing, though. In the NFL, if you don't have a quarterback, you are rudderless. They do have a quarterback. They do not. They have Joe Flacco. That does, he's no, he's so no, Drew Locke's going to come in and no, be better than Joe Flacco? Maybe in a year. Then why, why, then why are you drafting just him? Just roll with Flacco. I think he might be better in a year. <laughs> you don't draft quarterbacks who might be better in a year. You draft quarterbacks who that's our guy. I just feel... Like, I'm going to take Devin Bush. There we go. With the <laughs> That's a little bit of pressure here. I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I don't know. I just... Oh. It's a no-brainer. I yeah. think if Devin Bush is there at 10, yeah. Vic Fangio, the new coach, man, I, I don't know. You, I think that is what's going to happen in the draft room between Elway and Fangio. Yeah. Fangio, <laughs> Fangio is going to be like, no, John, we need to take a linebacker. We need to take someone that's going to help Devin us. Bush, Devin Bush is my favorite player in the draft. Um, can't, can't pass him up over the SEC boy. Even though I may may love him, hailing from my former school, uh, Missouri, <laughs> the Spirit but, School, baby. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we're just gonna roll with Devin Bush, and, and you know this is a team that lost uh, Brandon Marshall on the inside, who was a guy who you know was was a talented player for the Broncos, but kind of fell off in the past two seasons. Um, you just kind of get a nice revitalization in that middle uh, with Devin Bush and bring him into that mile high air. Yeah, I think it's a great pick. Let's go to um, Cincy. I'm going to make this easy on all of us, man. Jonah Williams. Uh, I think nice. I think if this guy's available at 11, everyone uh, who listens to this podcast and who's, who's participating in this mock draft right now knows I'm a huge Cody Ford guy. But I think Jonah Williams is the only uh, offensive lineman I would take over Cody Ford. I just think Cody Ford may have a little bit more potential, but Jonah, Jonah Williams is more of a complete NFL-ready lineman right now who can play tackle or guard. Um, and I think the Bengals, the first thing they got to address is their own line, and they got to continue to address it until it works. So I think in order to make that offense work and to give those playmakers the ability to make plays like Joe Mixon, and I'm not going to call Andy Dalton a playmaker, but give that guy the time to deliver the ball to the playmakers, I think Jonah Williams is the pick here with uh, both of the, the, top, the top linebackers, the Devons, off the board. Yeah, I think it's a great pick, versatile lineman. I mean, I think – he should be playing left tackle on day one or right tackle yeah. on day one. But I think he very well could be. You can put him. Pick. You can put him wherever you want, really. Um, I, I know Nick Saban wanted him to play center, but he uh, refused and, and played left tackle instead. So that is just a versatile guy, high character, just a good good pick for the another Bengals. pros pro. For first of two picks for the Packers in the first round, Tommy. Where were we at at twelve? Another pick that I think is uh, pretty easy for me, and I'm taking Brian Burns for the Packers. Uh, this is a team that attacked the edge in free agency and got Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. But uh, I just think they're they're nice players, but I think Brian Burns has a chance to be better than both of them. And, uh, you know, I just think this is a position that they've been really bad at in the last couple of years with Nick Perry and Clay Matthews aging and not having the production that they did when they were younger. 
my two SC boys fight on forever. My spirit school. A uh, little tidbit. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to take Brian Burns. I just yeah. think he's the second best pass rusher in this draft, and you can never have enough of it. Uh, and they got another pick at the end of the first round to maybe uh, get better on offense. So I'm going to I'm going to disagree with this pick. If I were the Packers in the situation, I would be all over Cody Ford right now. Yep. Uh, I think they really need to start taking a look at that offensive line and realize it hasn't really been what it what it used to be. Belaga's 33. Yep. He's going to be a free agent next year. Or going to you're going to pay him money. I couldn't. Uh, I'm and with and you you signed Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith to be your you know yeah. edge rushers. I don't really see it's the It's a luxury point. pick at 12. It, it's a luxury pick to bring in Brian Burns. I don't think it's ever a luxury yeah. pick to bring in a third pass rusher. Who yeah, but I, you know, I, but, 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 but lost in all this is that I don't really believe in Brian Burns yeah, gonna, as, as a whole. It, it's kind of yep. at, the, at the main you know, core of this disagreement. I, I just, again, I said it many times before, but just a, a light pass rusher who can really only win with speed and often just gets taken out of plays by, by offensive linemen that are – Supposedly very supposed to be inferior in skill, but they can just easily push him out of the way in, in yeah. the run game and, and stuff like that. So um, I'm not I'm not with this, but I that's think that's okay. a bit rich. I think it's a bit I rich. Think, for I Burns. think it's a great schematical fit and being putting him in that. You just dumped a, a ton of money into two edges. Yeah, so it just doesn't, yeah, you're going to take another one with your 12th pick never, when you, when your offensive line is aging that, and not that great, and yeah, you have, a, have and you have a quarterback with three years left of his prime. The offensive line is a lot deeper than edge rush. All right, Connor, go go down to Miami where Brian Flores is, is running his first show here. Yeah, for Miami, I had this pick actually being Daniel Jones. Woo. He's on the board. I think this is the time for Drew Locke in Missouri right here. Miami needs to do something. Are you, are you doing Locke or Jones, Connor? Locke, Locke. Okay. Definitely Locke. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like Jones that much. I just think that's going to be the pick. Oh. But I, oh, I think Drew Locke is the yeah. pick here. This team is just stagnant for years. Really been doing nothing. They have playmaking receivers. I mean, everybody saw that last play against the Patriots. They've had a lot of just deep, just big yak plays for touchdowns. But they really need a quarterback that can get it to them. And Tannehill just can't really stay on the field. And obviously, he's not the quarterback for the future. So I think if the Dolphins like a strong arm QB and lock, I feel like why not take him right here? I also want I want to make a point real quickly. And everyone knows how much I don't like Drew Lock. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. But yeah. this is like the Lee Murray special pick here because yeah, number 13. it happens to be pick 13, <laughs> which is one after a prophecy I just made with Klepp and Tommy, which will be explained later and in the prophecy section of our website. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, out of all 32 teams in the NFL, if I could handpick one team for Drew Locke to go on to not be successful, it would be the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> So it's a, it's it kills two birds with one stone. Not only will I look like a genius because Drew Locke will not be on the Miami Dolphins three years after he's drafted. Oh him. no, a Mike yep. Evans, yep. Mike Evans yep. prophecy. Yeah, not only will I, but that would be pick thirteen, and I will not be ingesting any more alcohol than my body needs to be ingesting, which is the prophecy you guys will learn about later. So just a little tidbit there. But Con, I mean, if you believe in Locke, it's a good pick. I can't disagree with it. So yeah. I would, I agree, but uh, I do not believe in Locke, and I, I just can't echo enough that I think this is the worst situation. For him. Yeah, I uh, said it in my absolutely. article just as my, you know, I take the guy off my board if I were a GM. I just don't think that uh, he's the answer for anyone. Anyone's uh, questions at quarterback, so we can we can go back and forth all day about uh, semantics. Uh, I'm the uh, Atlanta Falcons here. And I'm going to make a little bit of a, a surprise pick for me, but Rashawn Gary has come down to 14, 
and I don't know all the details on his on his medical stuff. So if I was in a, in a room, Wonderlick too might might have more. Of, yeah, had a low Wonderlick, but um, if you're the the Falcons, Vic Beasley has not exactly done what you've expected him to do. Two years removed from what his 16 sack season. Yeah. So uh, you're in desperate need for somebody to to rush the pass. So you lost Adrian Claiborne last year. So we're gonna bring uh, in Rashawn Gary. Yeah, I like the pick. How is it not Cody Ford though? I think edge rusher is more important than a guard at this point. All right. Okay. Atlanta and Green Bay are two completely different teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Tommy, just, Tommy loves cut, his analogy. It, 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 <laughs> they just cut Ryan Schrader. They have a gaping hole at right tackle, and I, they have. You know why it wasn't Cody three. Ford? Because Clap, my old buddy's looking out for me at fifteen. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and, and forget the Cody Ford talk because we're taking him here at fifteen. He falls into the laps. Of the uh, the skins faithful, and as I said on our last run through mock, bring the hogs back. Cody Ford, I think is would I still think he's worth a top ten pick on the offensive line. I think if Devin Bush is gone at that ten slot for the Broncos, Cody Ford very well may may be the guy there. But uh, you know that doesn't mean anything. I think that if he's available at fifteen, you take him. You don't look back. This is a guy who can play tackle or guard in the league. I'm more likely seeing that guard. The only thing I would say about this pick specifically is looking over the Redskins depth chart, they need a center a little bit more than they need a guard. Um, but I think that they could work this thing out, bringing in just an overall talent on the offensive line like Cody Ford. So I, uh, yeah, I would run up to the podium for this one, having Cody Ford available at 15 for me, uh, bring the hogs back. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a really good pick automatically. Uh, this, that's just a really good offensive line unit they have overall in, uh, in Washington. It is what it, Tommy. Panthers. Panthers at 16. Uh, I'm between Andre Dillard and, and Cleveland Farrell right here for the Ooh. Panthers. It's a team that, and, and, and Byron Murphy is kind of in the back of my mind. It's not as much of a need, but just, I don't really like their, their corners that much. Um, but I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, gonna go, I'm going to go ahead and run it on Cleveland Farrell. I would have given you some crap if you took Dillard because a week ago you told me you like Risner more. Yeah, but they they need they need a left tackle. Risner's not a left tackle, uh, and Andre Dillard is only again. We can tackle. go. We can talk semantics all day, buddy. <laughs> I like the pick. Where, where, where's Farrell on this on this thing? Cleveland Farrell, just high floor player, uh, just going to come in from day one as a team that really doesn't have any any edge rushers other than Bruce. I think they signed Bruce Irving. Yep. Lost Julius Peppers to retirement. But a guy that's just going to come in, start from day one, and be their best uh, pass rusher. Connor, Big Apple. Who did uh, Adam take with the Giants' first pick? Devin White. The, yeah, uh, Devin White. Devin White. I guess I'm going to respect Adam's wishes and not go for the QB since uh, I'll, I'll just stick it with consistency. But I think the pick here is going to have to be – You can go QB. I think, I think he's off. Uh, you can he's do QB. Not, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because there's a couple guys there. So um, I'm going to take Montez Sweat. Wow. Oh. I like that pick, man. Oh. I'll be honest. I like that pick. Should have drafted DK. Yeah. I <laughs> – <laughs> I look, there are just some star, like some stark disagreements in this room, and I like you can only extend. Or yeah, I've seen Sweat extent. going top ten, like in some mocks. I've yeah. just, I, I just feel like if he sm- falls to seventeen, uh, I see him more than anybody at eight in, in mock drafts to the, to the Lions, and I yeah. think that I think that's way too rich for him. I see him. I would rank him more like late first round, 
But I think, you know, if the Giants like him, he's got a great athletic frame. He clearly ran the fastest 40. We've heard a ton about that. I don't. I question his band, obviously, but I mean, there's there's a reason that he's getting top ten buzz, and that's because the ceiling's high. And I think if the Giants think they can do a lot with that, this could end up being a really good pick to replace Olivier Vernon on that edge, bringing in uh, two defensive guys in the first round. For the Minnesota Vikings, uh, they need just like kind of the Houston Texans, in my opinion, need all the O, o linemen you can get. The the Mike Remmers Riley Reef, uh, you know, fix. It has not exactly been in. They've they've struggled mightily still on the O line. They really wanted to get Dalvin Cook going, and they need that to make Kirk Cousins the best quarterback he can be. Because when the game plan falls upon him to make forty throws, you're just not really going to win that many games. Uh, so I'm going to take Dalton Reisner yeah. um, with this 18th pick. Nice Minnesota boy. He'll he'll fit in well up there. Andre Dillard's too soft for the NFC North. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And <laughs> They need help literally all over the line, and Risner can play anything but left tackle. Left to the, to the right side, he can just play every position So at a, at a high level, I think. So I think you just get a 10-year starter right away. Good pick. Um, the Tennessee Titans. Wow, this is a spot where I'm not – I'm kind of not sure to draft for who to bring in. Oh, wait, I know who I'm bringing in. Make my statement. Make my mark <laughs> on this draft. Hollywood Brown. Marquise Brown still available Ooh. with the 19th pick. Uh, the Titans, we heard in talks to uh, get, you know, for Antonio Brown for a minute when that was happening. Um, I think the only way to make this offense work, the run game works, the line is all right. I don't like Mariota, but I, don't, I think the only way to really make Mariota work is to get people around him that can do stuff with the ball after they catch it. And I don't think you really need to look any further than Marquise Brown. I think he's by far my number one receiver in this draft. And I think he's a guy who's going to turn a lot of 7- to 12-yard underneath passes to touchdowns, and I think that's right up the alley of what the uh, Tennessee Titans want. Um, you could go a couple different directions here. I think the, the Titans kind of have the luxury of, of picking who they want here. What? I really thought it was going to be Christian Wilkins was going to be the pick. It's a team that's a little uh, yeah. a little skinny up the middle. They yep. don't have that depth. Yep. I, no, think, and, 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 I think the Hollywood Brown is probably the second. Yeah, you know, and you know how much – well, we, we've let Wilkins slide now in both drafts, and this is a spot where totally I could see Wilkins, but – I just think, man, this offense, this, uh, this offense needs a charge, man. They need something through the air. You can't keep relying on Corey Davis and Tajay Sharp to be your guys through the air. Their tight ends are kind of – Delaney Walker's getting a little old. Johnny Smith's not super productive offensively. I think Marquise Brown, in terms of a guy – because I do love Wilkins, so I don't like not picking him. But just in terms of a guy who can come in, and I actually genuinely believe this, that he could very well be your best receiver from the minute he steps foot in the building – um, I think that this is too good no, to pass. I, I, no, I really do love the pick. I just, my, I really do think that they, they're the interior, their defensive line. They need a guy next to uh, Jarrell Casey. That can, yeah. They, they no, really you're right. You're right. Too. So I, I like Christian Wilkins going there. You, and him and Rabel. Rabel was doing his workouts yeah. at uh, Clemson's Pro Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I, I saw that video. It's more of a personal, more of a personal thing. Uh, on to the Steelers. And this is a... Uh, this is an interesting pick with the team that have, have a lot of needs on the boards. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Byron Murphy here. And uh, you, you need... Wait you a need minute. <laughs> Your boy DK Metcalf's on yeah, the board. Yeah, no, he is. He is. He is. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Byron Murphy here. Uh, I think there's just wide receiver is... I mean, I didn't pick DK because... I don't, don't necessarily so when I was on Adderall in Logan Square, <laughs> typing two paragraph messages to yeah. you, sweating through my through yeah. my layers of clothing, just 
ranting about how DK Metcalf wasn't worth the top 15 pick. Uh, that was all for not. I still think he that was all for not. I'm going to keep bringing this up because we, DK keeps sliding. And I know. Like, well, we've had the same conversation in both podcasts now. It's, well, it, it's entirely You were just saying that you think he's Julio. So if you've got someone on the board who you think yeah. is Julio and, think, and you just <laughs> lost Antonio Brown, I think it's a no-brainer. I think at Buffalo in my mock, I have him going to Buffalo at nine. He's never, I, don't, I like, I like yeah. getting the corner here. And so you have uh, James Washington, who was a guy I liked last year, and Juju Julio. And this is the deepest. I mean, yeah. How many? Like, Julio well, doesn't yeah. win championships. We'll see. I don't, I don't, they don't need an, an, a number one receiver. I think Juju's a number one receiver. Uh, Byron Murphy, I think, is the best corner in this draft. I really like Byron Murphy a lot. Junkyard Dog uh, is really scheme versatile, but I think would be really comfortable in this, this zone corner scheme in, in Pittsburgh. First corner off the board. Go ahead, Connor. Seahawks, baby. Yeah, Seahawks. I mean, we just acquired just another acquired pick them. today. Yep. So this will be their first. Got that team. edge need now. Oh, yes. That's a need. It's a must. Yeah, let me think about this one for a minute. I think. I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be Dexter Lawrence. What are you saying, Connor? I think it's got to be Dexter Lawrence. I think the Seahawks, especially the Frank Clark deal, they're going to need help on the D line. I think that's what they're thinking. They must have their eye on somebody. I think Dexter Lawrence is a good chance to be the pick. Dexter Lawrence. Yep. Connor likes his big boys. He likes the weights. Yep. Big boy, he's gonna be tough to block. All right, well, the Ravens. DK Metcalf has fallen into their laps. Oh God, no! So here he goes. He's going to Baltimore to uh, pair that, pairing him with uh, Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't really have much to say. I mean, like, if DK Metcalf is the guy that everyone's claiming that he is, then this is a no-brainer of a pick. Um, so I don't see why guys are saying, well, Lamar's not the, the type of quarterback that really gets the ball to outside receivers consistently enough for DK to make the impact that I, – I don't, I don't Well, get then it. you have a Lamar Jackson problem. Yeah, I think so, that uh, – exactly. <laughs> so I just think that people who bash this pick – I think Tommy kind of well, – yeah, you're, no, you're, I, don't, I don't like this pick. Yeah. I, obviously, I, I think Hollywood Brown or Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown is a, is a better pick here. But I just think – I think DK needs you need a more competent offense, and I you can't make DJ DK Metcalf like the focal point of this offense. Or why not? I think that you're committed to running a, a like a lot of shallow underneath passes, West Coast offense, and then just a, giving yeah. Lamar Jackson the ball eight to, ten, to twelve times and running the ball a lot. I think that's kind of what they're going to try. But and your do. best receiver is Willie Sneed. Yeah, yeah, and, you and can, your second best receiver. Again, is I don't help. understand. Like, I think wide receiver is incredibly deep this year, and I think you can get starting wide receivers in the third round who are better than Willie Sneed. But I, what about DK? All, all, I, all I'm saying is that the AFC North GMs, the Pittsburgh fans, going to remember that you passed up on DK. All I'm going to say is I was sweating <laughs> from two layers of my clothes that day for nothing. I shouldn't have even had that argument um, with, with you. Tommy, you clearly don't um, think actually, that DK is 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 um is just, cut from that cloth. That I you, mean, the, yeah, I guess Cliff was in the group chat. I mean, I think it's am more, I crazy? Is this? I think it's more of a referendum on Lamar Jackson. Then I just don't. I don't think that he fits their offense. He's his. I think he was criminally underused at Ole Miss, and obviously he was injured he at get, Ole Miss. Yes, he was injured at Ole Miss. Uh, that's a red flag for him. He had injury concerns. So did Hollywood Brown. Like, I don't. I do believe in DK Metcalf as a prospect. I would take him at nine if I was the Buffalo Bills, 
And there's other places that I would take him. I would take him at 15 if I was the Redskins. You just need – I just don't like him in Baltimore. I think you would Fair keep enough. going off offensive linemen, go somewhere else. I don't, I don't like that pick. Where is Baltimore going to replace these linemen they all lost in free agency? They got raided. Yeah. Is this just going to be just Orlando. C-minus players? Orlando Brown. Who did they lose? Nico Siragusa? Mosley? Mosley. They lost Terrell Suggs. Zedarius Smith? Um, I mean, that's three guys. The Houston Texans are on the board. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you? I, I, I don't necessarily. I didn't make the pick. I didn't pick DK. Clutch. Uh, you want to? Uh, I would just pick. I, I think you, you drafted a quarterback last year who needs a lot of help around him. You brought in Mark Ingram to help out in the backfield. You have a decent offensive line, and you have a massive hole at receiver. So I think you're fixing it with what is my wide receiver number one in this class. Yeah, I mean, I mean your your receivers are Willie. Willie Snead is your number one guy. You, I mean, you let John Brown go last year. Like, you're not keeping him around. Yeah. Crabtree isn't there anymore. Catching passes besides like, Mark Andrews next you year. You took Aiden Hurst. I mean, you're supposed to have Aiden guys. Hurst, I, but I hate Aiden Hurst. Aiden Hurst has way bigger. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a it's an interesting pick for the Ravens just because of the position that they're in. But I wouldn't reach for a linebacker at 22. Are you going to draft Matt I wouldn't. Wilson? I wouldn't either, but I'm just saying, like, there has to be some sort of, even an edge, something has to be I replaced on defense. Kicks yeah, not, oh. problem. Well, we're not all going to share our it. picks now. Clep made the pick, you know? What's done is done. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, you know, huh? we'll, we'll move on. We're, we're moving this on. This is turning into a Joe Rogan experience. This is, <laughs> <laughs> it is. And... We moved down to Houston, a, a team that I, I can guarantee you guys I'm going to take an offensive lineman. I just don't know if I'm going to if I'm going to go inside or outside, and I'm going to go inside, and I'm going to go with the guy who I think is 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 the bona fide guy to come in and to make your team better, and that's Garrett Bradbury. I'm bringing Garrett Bradbury in, a guy who can play center and guard, and really climbed up boards in the combine. I would consider Chris Lindstrom. I, I see these guys as kind of one and one a. But I just think Bradbury brings that uh, the ability to play center, which is not something that the Houston Texans necessarily need, but it definitely couldn't hurt. And I think Bradbury is a guy that you can plug in on your offensive line and will definitely give uh, four a little bit more time to, to make plays and, and do what they drafted him to do. So Garrett Bradbury is the pick there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a bad pick. I probably would take Dillard, but any offensive lineman. Yeah. I think Bradbury is a better prospect. Yep. Then Andre Dillard, but I just think they are so weak at the tackle spot that you just need to get, uh, you know, Andre Dillard is a proven pass protector, uh, left tackle. I, I just, think, I have a little bit more, I just have more concerns about Dillard than Bradbury. I just, I, I do too, I do too. I, I, I think Bradbury is a better prospect and there's a good chance he's going to be a better player, but I just think, I think You look at positional value too. Yeah, the positional value with Dillard and that I don't think his floor maybe is as low as, as you guys. So the, the the Raiders took Kyler Murray when, when GM Tommy Murray was on the board, and they're back wow. up here at twenty four. Amen. Who 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 are we adding to the squad? It's me. Yeah, man, you're up. Oh, wow, it's funny. Wake up and smell the roses. It's funny, it's funny how those things uh, work out. Wow, I got I got just a board in front of me right here. You sure got a board in front of you. I got, I got a board in front of me right here. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Christian Wilkins. We've got Noah Fan up there. There's a need at tight end. 
Greedy Williams is still on the board. DeAndre Baker, maybe, if you want to get rich for it. Um, but I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to take Noah Fant. I drafted Kyler Murray. Uh, let's go all in and help this offense. We got Marquise Brown, Tyrell Williams. Bring in Noah Fant, who is a, a bona fide receiving tight end. He's got some work to do uh, as a blocker, but I still think is you know is an upgrade in blocking in terms of Jared Cook. And just there's a lot of creative things you can do with him and paired with Kyler. I think it's just a, a nice little uh, a nice little fit for them. Fair enough. Any dissent? I'm not a huge fan guy. I would have. So I would have taken Wilkins. Take, I would have taken Wilkins. Yeah. yeah. I would have taken Wilkins. Well, but that's also just because Wilkins is still on the board. Partly, and um, I'm not a huge fan guy. Gruden's not taking the tight end in the first. Hmm. I think the I think the pick is Josh Jacobs for Gruden at this point in the draft. No matter really what the board is, still got is, one more left. Still got another pick. Connor, you're you're up. You're in Philly, baby. I'm in Philly. Is this uh pick twenty five here? Twenty five. Okay. Philly. Let's see what I have them taking. Oh yeah, this is an easy pick. Jerry Tillery right here for oh, Philly. <laughs> Need a tackle. I don't Wilkins. I don't want Wilkins. I want Jerry Tillery. I want the rocket science major. I want the three hundred five pound eight sack getting monster out of South Bend, Indiana. Wilkins can do the splits and win his little title. Be better prospects right next to him. He's doing it all by himself. Tillery's in Philly with Josh Adams. Yeah, baby. I like I, I like that little spiel you gave. Even though I'm a Wilkins guy, I like that. That was hype. <laughs> uh, well, at, at, at 26 with Indy, I'll take Christian Wilkins. Yeah, let's I'll, make this I'll, one I'll, easy. I'll do that, that honor. Uh, this man should go top 20. Yep. Let's just say that. I have him top 10 in my I mock agree. draft, full disclosure. Um, I think he's – Atlanta at 14, there's a lot of spots in that top definitely are spots. But this kind of just also proves dudes are bound to fall. Yep. Whether it be yeah. Wilkins or Gary or Burns or Sweat, you know, whoever it is, yeah. these guys are bound to fall, and they're going to be available later in the draft. So we're, we're in for a show here. Team, teams are going to have some tough tough choices based on need versus talent, for sure, in this later half of the draft, I think. Yeah. And a uh, bit of a spoiler you guys got earlier. I got the... I got the dud here with the Raiders pick. I'm taking Josh Jacobs. I'm not letting anyone else take this guy. He's the number one running back on the board. Your starting running back right now is, I don't even know who. I think it might be Doug Martin. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I think Joshua Jacobs is a guy, fresh legs, bring him in, number one running back. I like Miles Sanders a lot, but would not take him over uh, Josh Jacobs. And I think this is an easy pick. I think with one of these three picks in the first round, the Raiders are going uh, with Josh Jacobs, not just running back with him. So I think this is it. I mean, I do think it's a good pick. Uh, obviously, I'm not even going to try. Obviously, I think running back is the least valuable position in the NFL right now. And they're, you know, th- I think this past year proved it. But Josh Jacobs is a, is a hell of a player. And look at us as the Raiders going all offense, something that I usually have been mocking them basically with all defense. Uh, and, you know, if they, you know, it all kind of starts with Kyler not going one. It's crazy to see how the whole draft is going to be kind of shaped by that. And uh, I'm up at 28 with the Chargers, and uh, this is an easy pick for me. I'm going to take Jeffrey Simmons uh, at 28. And Be patient. Be patient, put the red shirt on. But this is a team that really can afford to do that. Um, And you're getting a a top 10, arguably a top 5 talent in the draft, and just gearing up for maybe a playoff run with this guy in the middle or obviously for for next year. I just think this is uh, an unbelievable pick for the Chargers. Yeah, the only I would make the argument you made with me a little bit, which is they need help now on that uh, interior yeah. D line. 
But well, there's just I no agree with there. the pick. But I, just, I agree with the pick. Am yeah. I going to take Charles and Menahue? I like there's no, no, guys no, no, that I, I can take that I, that I like. But just Jeffrey Simmons, if Lawrence or Christian Wilkins is here, I definitely would take him artillery even. But I just think Simmons uh, yep. is is too good to pass up. Connor, you're back with the Seahawks. They got this pick today from the Kansas City yep. Chiefs in exchange for Frank Clark. What are you thinking here? They got Dexter yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, I was going the end earlier, but now uh, I think the Legion of Boom has been missing the Richard Sherman. I think they get him back. Greedy Williams. I don't think he'll possible. fall this far on draft day. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing him fall this far either, but uh, it is possible. I, I yeah. think this is Greedy's best uh, fit, to be honest. I think it's Seattle, yep. and I think he very well could be their pick at 22 or 21, whenever their pick is. Yeah. Um, but That's I just think this is a great fit for them. Obviously, he is uh, kind of Richard Sherman-like, and you know, I just think they, they can maximize his potential the most. In Green Bay, I'm going to complete the uh, rejuvenation of the secondary. Last year, they went out and got Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander. In the offseason this year, they got Adrian Amos. And I'm going to give them the Seer Adderley from Delaware. Uh, free safety come in um, and, and make some plays on the ball. Big, you know, big turnover machine. Uh, that, that secondary now is, is pretty set in Green Bay. Yeah, us as GM just gave them two pillars for the defense going forward. It's just... Awesome what we're doing. I, I, I like that pick a lot, man. Uh, they lost Ha-Ha Clinton Dix, obviously. I think Nasir Ali has a chance to be better than Ha-Ha. And uh, I, I, like, I like what we did, uh, you know, no jokes aside, for this package defense. Yeah. I, I mean, I like that pick, too. I think Deontay Thompson's better, but I like Adderley a lot, so can't really uh, dissent it. Um, I get to pick for my probably my least favorite team in the NFL, which is the Los Angeles Rams. Daniel um, Jones. A team that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a team that um, I don't really think I have to look at the board for. T- I have someone in mind right now. Yeah, and I'm just going to. Uh, I think I'm just going to go ahead and make this one official, and I'm going to make this guy a first rounder, Mac Wilson. Um, falling out a lot of draft talk just because of the two the two Devons that we we saw getting taken in the top ten. I'm not John Dolan, but I do consider yeah, Matt Wilson a fringe first round. I told him he was slow. Huh? I said I told John Dolan he was slow. Yes, you, you heard did. it first. Um, he is. I do, but yeah. I do. I do think Matt Wilson is a fringe first round, early second round talent, and I think the Rams are in a position where they can reach a little bit, considering what their linebacking core is looking like. And I think Matt Wilson is a he's a big play guy, athletic guy, uh, projectable guy, and I and I just think that the Rams this is a pretty good fit for them. I guess I'd look at corner just to see what the board was looking like, but with with Mac with Mac Wilson available at this point, I just think the the need at linebacker is too big for the Rams to uh, to pass him up, and I like him enough to take him in the late first round. So I'm taking Mac Wilson there. Yeah, Corey Littleton, is, is, is Micah Kaiser, Samson Ekbom, Justin Lawler, Clay Matthews. Those are the guys you're dealing with at linebacker. So. They could use, as much as I love Albonia Okroquo from Oklahoma last year, uh, they could use a little bit of a rejuvenation at linebacker. So bring Mac Wilson in and let him uh, let him develop there for you guys uh, in L.A. Tommy. And I have the New England Patriots. Thank God for the, for the viewer's sake that Connor isn't picking because we know Daniel Jones would get slapped right in there. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. News. I'm going to bring in my boy Zach Allen from Boston College. He doesn't, have to, that pick, he doesn't have to go far from home. I think this guy is just straight up the Patriots alley. He can play out. He's he's a little bit of an oversized edge, and then he's an undersized athletic uh, guy you can put on the inside, kind of like a Trey Flowers type who just got that big money to come to Detroit. And Zach Allen, man, 
his tape is, is really fun to watch, as I said in, in podcast pass. Uh, just a, a nice little athlete and really instinctual. A lot of bad passes, can win a lot of ways. Uh, is a powerful dude with some technique, and I just think it's a great, versatile piece for this Patriots defensive line. A good pick, Tommy, but before we move on to the second round here, I'm going to make a, a real fat draft day prophecy. Wow, I love this. For, for the New England Patriots. I'm going to say at pick 32, if they if they Patriots stick at number 32, they will be picking Dawson Knox, tight end from Ole Miss. Wow. Where are you hearing that's my, this from? That's my prophecy. Where does this Where does this come from? Just a little, a little brain baby. I'm going to dissent that. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and dissent that. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That. Is he your second favorite tight end? TE2. He's TE2? TE2. I, I, I like me some Dawson. Going to New England. Is Herb Smith still on our board right he now? Is indeed. Just to Connor, um, you are following up your number one pick with the Arizona Cardinals, led by Josh Rosen, uh, with the number 33 pick here to start the second round. I'm going to give my 30-minute yep. warning. Yeah. I'm giving my 30-minute Yep, Club's yep. got to get out of here yep. for, for football practice. Yep. And we may have to get the Murray brainchild on the Clep picks from here yeah. on. Just hear me and Tommy argue our way to a result for every pick for that Clep will make. <laughs> Go I'm going to go with uh, DeAndre Baker here. Nice pick. Yeah, I don't Someone, think he falls that far, to be honest. Again, just another case I don't think he falls that far. Really? Oh, that's possible, dude. I think he's, I think he's going to fall that far. I think nah, I guess, well, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's only the first pick in the second round. Yeah. I guess far. But I like the pick a lot. Someone's got to replace Patrick Peterson at some point. they got to bring some Yeah, he's getting paid like seven and a half mil to play corner. Also, some weird news today with Patrick Peterson – being upset with something somebody said. He yeah. supposedly got traded yeah. to the Chiefs, I think, and then wasn't traded to the Chiefs. Yeah, right? so I don't know. Something, some weird thing going on yeah. with that. So, anywho, I don't dislike uh, the player Connor, but I, I would have gone with Chris Lindstrom probably, or uh, yeah. maybe Elton Jenkins from Mississippi State. That was my second pick. I was going to be Chris, Chris Lindstrom. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think you need to help. If you're sticking with Rosen, man, you need to protect him. So that would yeah. be, be my only thing. But DeAndre Baker is a really nice and sexual football player. For the Colts, yeah. uh, last year, all Lee and I could talk about was Des Bryant being on this team. And we wanted to get that big running mate to go with T.Y. Hilton, give Andy Luck a nice little target, and that's going to be Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State. I think he's going to be a great complement to T.Y. Hilton there. And uh, pairing him with this our other pick in the in the first round, uh, Christian Wilkins. You know, that, that's, a, that's, a big, uh, that's a big ad, two guys there. Yeah, and this is obviously the pick from that Darnold trade from last year. Yep. Funchess, obviously, I don't think is a long-term answer, and then you get this long-term. And a guy that I really like last year, Deion Kane, who tore his ACL mm-hmm. in, uh, in the offseason. you got a nice little nucleus going forward. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I like that pick a lot. I like Nikhil. Um, this is me, yep. uh, the Raiders, the third pick in the second round. We, we, we littered this team with offensive firepower yeah. in the first round, so I'm going to do my due, due diligence here and help bring back a little bit of defensive presence. And I'm going to make the move. I'm going to get, I'm going to take just chase Winovich. I like Winovich a lot. Um, here's a little, not prophecy, but just a statement. I think chase Winovich is a better football player than Rashawn Gary. And I think that these guys played on the same defense and that I want, happen to watch a lot of that Michigan the past few years and chase Winovich made more of an impact, uh, in every way than Rashawn Gary did. And I know that Rashawn Gary's got potential and, uh, you know, uh, the body, the athleticism, the build on him 
to, to you know, make the scouts, uh, mal the scouts' mouths water. But Winovich is more of a hand-in-the-dirt, blue-collar guy that I think you can really identify your defense around working hard, and he's not going to make any crazy athlete plays, but a sure tackler and a real, you know, a gritty dude. So someone who can really put his hand in the dirt and, uh, and, and lead. So uh, I'm taking Chase Winovich here to shore up that edge and, and, and make that first move defensively in this draft for the, uh, the soon-to-be Vegas Raiders. I think it's a great pick. No, no dissent here. Um, and I'm off with the, uh, the, the 49ers, and I'm going to go ahead and take Debo Samuel right here. Yes! And it was between ah. him or A.J. Brown in my, in my mind, but I just I'll Debo edges him out a little, a, a little bit, and um, I just think they got, they, they got a guy who uh, impressed me a lot last year in Dante Pettis. Uh, Debo, he can be a compliment to him. You can put him in the slot. You can just get real – Kyle Shanahan can get super creative with him. You got Nick Bosa in the first round, certify that edge. Now let's give Garoppolo the weapons he needs to uh, really make this team a, a Super Bowl contender that I, I think they're, they're close to being. So it's my hot take. I'm with Debo. Yeah. Connor, the Giants here, 37. Still no QB. Are you going to rip on one here? Um, yeah. Still got Dillard on the board, too. I'm going to rip on a QB here, but it's not going to be who y'all think it is. It's going to be uh, Will Greer right yes. There we go, Connor. Good pick. There we go, Connor. Attaboy. Yeah. I think he's the best QB in the draft. I mean, he's a guy who's transcended organizations, which is going to help him all – I mean, that's going to mean a world of difference when he gets to the league. He wins football games. Watch the end of that Texas game, and that'll just tell you what kind of player Wilger is. He's a crunch time player. Doesn't have the best arm strength ever, but there are plenty of QBs that have succeeded with the arm strength that Greer has. The guy steps into his throws nicely. I think he's going to be a great ball player. Yeah, I think this could be the pick at six if, if, if the Giants, not could, but should be, if the Giants want to take a quarterback. Yeah. I'm hard with you. I think it's. I think him. I think Kyler definitely could be better than Greer, but I'm just looking at it from holistically. I don't really see a scenario in which Will Greer is a bad football. Connor player. must. Connor must be a spin the hog reader. You're making my heart <laughs> flutter, buddy. And uh, I mean, we're both just some college football fanboys. Yes, we that are. Guy yes. Is, he's a winner. That's just a, what a good yep. college football player looks like. Absolutely. None of these Daniel Jones build types. Forget that. At number thirty-eight. The Jags took that risk a little bit in, in delaying their their need for an offensive tackle when they picked T.J. Hawkinson at seven, but they lucked out in this uh, in this situation here. And uh, Andre Dillard, a consensus number one overall, or first overall, first round pick, uh, fell to them at thirty eight. Um, I, I honestly could see Dillard falling into the beginning of the second round. Um, just coming from Washington State, you're not exactly known for being a great run blocker. Um, no real experience in any stance other than a, in just two-point. Hasn't ever put his hand in the dirt. And is also just a little weaker, just a less of a power uh, type of tackle. And so more susceptible to power rushes for sure. Um, great feet, though. But boy, yeah, I, mean, I was about to say, but boy, can he pass? Though? Yeah, can he I mean, pass? He's, he's got some nice feet, and he can move laterally he's really well. Spending a lot well. of money for Foles too. Yep. You got to keep the keep that jersey clean. Yep. Yeah. So this is a this is a good pick for the Jags. I also like it too because they can move Cam Robinson back over the right. I think uh, where he started off, and I think might be a little more comfortable. And I know that this may be a little harsh, but after I'm done vomiting from realizing that. In some haze, I must have taken Dwayne Haskins in the first round. As, the, as Jason Litt, the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'll go to my draft board and... Uh, he's doing blow He completely forgot his first round pick. So let's move forward, trying to build this team uh, in the right direction. And this is an interesting spot. Um, 
for, for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, you know, the good thing for the Buccaneers is there's a lot of holes to fill. I, I guess that, that's the silver lining. So um, I just think this is a position where there's a guy available that you got to take, and that's that's Chris Lindstrom. You got to – I think that the Buccaneers very well may be in the market to take a Jonah Williams at five or maybe trade back and take a lineman. Um, you got to keep Jameis clean. He may be putting on 25 pounds and, and be weighing in at 250 this year to be shedding a few more tackles, but it's not like the offensive line is anything to write home about in Tampa Bay. And I think Chris Lindstrom is a guy who I guarantee this guy is going to go in the first round. There's no way he's making his way to the second round. Um, very projectable. I don't think his ceiling is super high, but I do think his floor is extremely high, and I think that's exactly what the doctor uh, ordered for for Tampa Bay. So I think being able to get off like bandits here with Chris Lindstrom in the second round would be uh, – it would be perfect for Tampa Bay, and, and I think it's a no-brainer here, even with the defensive holes you have. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. Buffalo. Buffalo, I'm on the board. Um, and uh, we got Juwan Taylor in the first round, thanks to Connor shoring up that, that offensive line. And I'm going to take my man Charles Menehue from Texas, a really versatile, super long uh, defensive lineman who uh, has kind of come on in the, the, the pre-draft process. And this is a team that lost Kyle Williams, and they just seem to develop defensive linemen really well. Sean, uh, Sean McDermott uh, is a nice defensive coach, and I think he can get the, the best out of Amenahue's versatility and potential. I like that a lot, too. Amenahue uh, played a little edge at Texas, too. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he played play both. He's a big boy, though. Yeah. Um, Connor, you're up. Denver Broncos. Devin after, Bush. After taking Devin Bush in the first round, you uh, find yourself on the board here. With Daniel Jones still on the board. <laughs> Yeah, I would have been a bit more confident in this pick had Adam potentially taken Drew Locke, but I'm going to make it anyway. I think the Broncos, they traded away Demarius Thomas, and I think they get him right back in the second round with Hakeem Butler. Mm. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they got Corlin Sutton last year, who I think is kind of similar in some ways as another big-bodied uh, receiver. But The receivers aren't great in Denver. Yeah, that though, is true. Though. They're no. really not great. There's not a lot of depth. Sean Dion Hamilton, I think, is a nice – they drafted two guys last year, so – it's not, it's no, and, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders is, is out for this year, right? He tore his Achilles, so, yeah. I don't know. Probably but big bounce back year. Yep. I like that, Connor. Hey, we're putting our, all of our eggs in the Flacco basket. I like it. Yeah. Um, the Bengals are on the board here, and frankly, I don't, I, they're in the market for a quarterback, but with Andy Dalton, I'm just not going to – I'd rather see what Andy Dalton can do with Zach Taylor rather than just bring in Daniel Jones and, and see what that brings to your team. I think you're just better off trying to add um, talent to the to the Bengals and seeing if you can make them as competitive as possible in, in 2019. And then if it doesn't work out with Zach Taylor and Andy Dalton uh, this coming year, then you just move on entirely. Um, so – I'm going to take uh, one of my favorite players in this draft, a guy who I hope the Lions take at 43, is Amani Oruwarie, cornerback from Penn State. Not not exactly sure who Tommy was fist-pumping over there. but thought it was going to be Savage. I'm not going to lie. No, 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 no. Uh, I do like Darnell Savage. But uh, Amani Oruwarie is a, just a, a big-time corner, uh, has ball skills, also some physicality, uh, a, a little bit of um, – He's not the, I guess, a quick twitch athlete that you, that maybe you would desire at, at the cornerback position, um, but he's definitely ha- he doesn't you know struggle with speed. Uh, he, he's a four four guy, so uh, he, he's a he's a player who I think can come in and and just add another piece to that secondary. 
Absolutely. And that does definitely uh, makes things a, a little bit more difficult for me here, picking uh, 43rd with the Lions' second-round pick. But I'm going to stay in that ballpark with cornerback. I really don't think the Lions have the luxury of, uh, of, of, of shifting off the fact that they really do need a cornerback. And I'm going to this, – this one may, may be a little – there may be a little scrutiny after this pick, but I'm taking Justin Lane out of Michigan State. I really do like him uh, actually more than Amani Oriware. Or, or I think Justin Lane is a guy who, after watching him this year, just big, long, physical – Kind of the type of guy that the Lions don't have. I don't think he's going to be getting a bunch of interceptions or you know making breakout plays like a guy you'd be a cornerback you'd take in the first round maybe. But I just think he's a big body who's reliable and can guard other big receivers. And and the Lions are going to play teams you know that have big receivers and they really don't have a guy who can do that. And I think Justin Lane is 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 exactly what they need honestly in terms of a guy who's six three, long arms can play behind Slay and develop a little bit and, and bring a little bit of size to that secondary that uh, that the Lions definitely need. Carlton's a big fan. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's good to hear. I didn't know that because yeah. I do like Justin Lane a lot after watching. Uh, He's yeah. a former receiver, right? Against Nikhil Harry, dude. Is he, he, he a former wide receiver? I don't know. I believe, I believe he might be. But I just when they went down to Tempe and uh-huh. played the Sun Devils and he, he guarded Nikhil Harry all day. And Nikhil Harry had some great plays, but – you know, you got you took Nikhil Harry. You know, with the beginning yeah. of the second round, these are guys that you're going to have to be guarding uh, on the next level. And I think Lane can really he can run with the dogs when it comes to the big boys. And um, you know, played for State, played up the street in, in, in East Lansing. So I think uh, you know, bring that mojo to the to the locker room for the Lions. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. And with my next pick, I'm going to take AJ Brown for the Green Bay Packers and uh, help out Aaron Rodgers a little bit. And I'd hate to see this happen. Yeah. Bringing a compliment to Devontae Adams. I mean, there's a lot of good receivers on the board, but I just think A.J. Brown probably is the highest floor out of all of them. And I just think this guy is its going to be hard for him not to be a stud who can get you 60 to 80 catches and 800 to 1,000, yeah. uh, 1,200 yards a year. And especially with Aaron Rodgers, just doesn't do a lot of things bad in his rack ability and the physicality he runs with. Uh, I, I like him as kind of a Jarvis yeah. Landry juju guy. Clep and I, have, we've been back and forth on you know molding that comparison a little bit better. but mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. On the next pick? Yeah. Any pick. Connor, the Falcons, 45. Who would the Falcons take? Who would we go with? First round, Gary. Rashawn Gary. Oh, boy. Well, I guess I'm going to do it anyway because you know I love my trenches. I'm going to take Draymond Jones here. This is the Falcons. I still think that's a good yeah, that's pick, a really even, good pick. With, even with taking uh, Rashawn Gary. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just talented. and I mean, You can never run out of D-line in the NFL, to be honest. Oh, that's very true. I mean, I would have liked another guy I was thinking is Deontay Thompson potentially to just kind of go duel with McCaffrey a little bit. I was considering him for the Lions, actually, at 43. But yeah. No, this is definitely... I'll stick with Draymond. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into the deep end here and just take Daniel Jones. He's, All he's, right. He's, someone's got to do it. He's, someone's got to do it. He's still on the board He's going to D.C. Let's get it out of the way. Wasted career. I'm sure Club doesn't have too I think the much fans would rather the change the name than take Daniel Jones. <laughs> um, yeah, Club doesn't have much to say about the pick. I mean, clearly it's pretty self-explanatory. If the Redskins don't have yeah. a, quarterback, a young quarterback to move forward with, like Club said, quote-unquote, they're rudderless. So, um, I'm up. Yeah. I'm up. It's th- This is happening quickly now. And, um, yeah, I think I – think, I think I, uh, you, yeah, I, I got a good fit for you. I think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson would be a really good pick here. 
as a as a uh, safety. Well, he, he he plays safety. He plays nickel. He, he he's a little bit of a rover. You can put him a lot yeah, of places. Effect, huh? I, I no, was, no. We I haven't made my pick yet. I'm oh. I'm, I'm on Carolina here. I thought I thought we were talking Darnell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was actually thinking Chauncey Gardner Johnson oh, for yeah, for Carolina, just because he's a little bit more versatile and can play nickel for them as a team that has their two outside guys in Bradbury and. Dante Jackson, but that was just my uh, suggestion. Tommy, I always love it when when you come in and give me a little advice, try to help me out, give me you know light the light the path for me a little bit to make the pick. But little bros got this one. Let's just say that little bros got this one. And this is a guy I just brought up, and I'm just going to take him as a defensive playmaker if he falls this far. Deontay Thompson, um, you got a need at safety. Uh, I don't think that. That, uh, Who's their free safety? Right yeah, now? Rashawn Golden. I don't think Rashawn Golden is necessarily the, the the guy in the future there. I don't know too much about uh, the Carolina secondary. I, I like that him. guy, that guy that you watched on YouTube said he liked Golden, but I don't know. I just think that it, Panther is, Nation po- Panther Nation podcast. Shout give out a little shout out. That guy's great. Uh, I just think this is a little bit more of me, you know, representing my angst a little bit about how far Deontay Thompson has fallen from the graces of the draft scouts because of his tackling. Um, I just think that. Deontay Thompson is a bona fide defensive playmaker. And similar to Eddie Jackson, there, there are holes in his game physically. There are definitely more holes in Deontay's game, and he does launch himself at people. But when you can bring this type of upside in, in terms of playmaker on the defensive side of the ball, I just think you do it if it's a need. And I just think that's kind of Carolina's mindset. I thought O-tackle. I thought O-guard, maybe. I thought, you know, Tommy was talking to other positions, but... I just think Deontay Thompson's too much of a defensive playmaker to pass up here. And a guy, like I said earlier, I, I wouldn't have any qualms with the Lions taking him at 43 if he's still on the board. Just as someone who I think can score touchdowns on defense. And um, I just think that's the, you know, that's a great pick for Carolina. And I think this is, you know, four months ago, people were saying this should be Carolina's pick at, you know, 16 if he's yeah. still there. So uh, you get him at 47. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad pick at all, especially when you've got a guy like Eric Reed across from you who can do more of the, the gritty stuff, tackling and be more of a box safety. Just let Deontay, Deontay be a ball hawk because he's just supremely good at that. Um, and I'm, I'm with the Dolphins. With uh, Connor, you did pick Drew Locke, if I remember correctly, right? That's correct. So I'm going to go ahead and protect him. done vomiting. And I'm going to take Eric McCoy, <laughs> the versatile uh, guard center from Texas A&M, a really athletic guy and uh, – now that I, I picked uh, Drew Locke, I need, I need to protect him. So let's bring in Eric McCoy, the best lineman be- left on the board and a uh, guy with the, some nice upside. So the, uh, the, Connor, the, you're the, picking first for the Brownies yeah, the here. the Browns getting their first you're pick. You're christening the Browns. We know what that yeah, means. Yeah, I'm really excited that I got this pick because I got a player that I think is a nice fit for them. I'm going to take uh, Jonathan Abram, safety, uh, Mississippi State. I think he's sort of the Jabril Peppers, uh, Dante Whitner sort of spot for the Browns that they've had historically. I mean, he's definitely an old-school safety. in terms. I mean, he's a thumper. He lays the boom. So I think it's something that Cleveland's going to like, bring some more excitement to that team, as yeah. if they needed any already. I think that's a really good pick. I, I think safety should be the pick here, and I, I would take Savage, to be honest, but I don't think it's a bad pick necessarily. He is everything you said. Uh, he is a thumper, and he brings that attitude to your defense. Vikings are up again. I picked for them last time and uh, selected uh, Dalton, Dalton Risner. And I'm going to go right back into the into the well here and take uh, Elton Jenkins from Mississippi State. Yeah. Don't know too much about him. I've seen some positive stuff on Twitter some from uh, people that I trust. However, I think he only has one penalty his entire career at Mississippi State, I think is what I saw. 
Um, so that's you know obviously yeah. good for for that type of player. I think he played center at, at Mississippi State, but uh, obviously those dudes can just be moved to guard or so because I think Pat Elflina is holding it down there in, in Minnesota. But I mean, right now if you're you're mini, you got your line retooled first two picks. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a really good pick. Um, I kind of was thinking maybe Greg Little there is another. Yeah. Guy that you can develop yeah, from the left I side. I just don't like Greg Little. No, I, so. <laughs> don't, I, don't, I don't like him too much either, but I do see the potential. I definitely think Jenkins is a safer pick. It's my only... Uh, I'd rather ride with Riley Reeve. You Here, know, as, as sad as that is blue. to say. Here's where uh, I get to step in and make another pick for Tennessee. and um, Hollywood Brown was my pick in the first round. And, you know, there was a little bit of controversy surrounding that pick, um, considering the way the board had fallen. And I'm going to atone for my sins... Uh, against Mike Vrabel with not picking a defensive guy by taking a guy I really like um, in this year's draft, who another guy who was in some mocks being being predicted to be a first-round pick until uh, a few things were released and, you know, down the road we're seeing him drift into the third round. Ja'Kai Polite yeah. from Florida. Yeah. I think this guy is a total beast. And I think I that like too, if yeah. you can tame the off-the-field stuff yeah. and the attitude issues, this is a first-round talent you're drafting. And retire mobs. At the, at the number 51 pick, and I think he's a Vrabel guy. I just think this is a guy who's going to click with Vrabel, and I think you're getting a lot of value out of this pick. And to finish up my spiel here, last five picks have been SEC guys. So we've got a little SEC Ooh, streak yeah, nice. going here. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the, uh, the edge here from from Florida, Ja'Kai Polite, to uh, help that Tennessee defense. I uh, no, I think that's a really good pick, and I could, I might have to double up on Florida guys and go Chauncey Gardner Johnson here, but then I got my man Darnell Savage staring me right in the face, and I just think he's a put him in there in that in that back end for for the Steelers, and uh, I know you got you picked Terrell Edmonds last year, but uh, man, you know I. <laughs> I mean, maybe Johnson should, Gardner Johnson should be the pick because he's a little more versatile and he drafted Terrell Edmonds last year, but I think that was a mistake. So I'm going to atone for that by taking, <laughs> taking Savage, getting a better player, getting a guy that's just going to make plays. you got Byron Murphy and now Darnell Savage added to the secondary. I think that instantly improves them and, and finally gives their secondary something to write home about. I don't love the pick. I don't love the pick. That's, yeah. all, I, that's all I really have to say. Would you go with? I don't really love the pick. I just... I'd rather have Gardner Johnson than Savage, first of all. And second of all, Paris Campbell, man. Paris Campbell's still available. I think J.J. Oh, Arcega-Whiteside's still available. You need, you, need you need a receiver, man. You need a friggin' receiver. You can't get by with James Washington, who looked like he wasn't ready to play in the NFL last year, and Juju is your number one guy. I just don't think that Ben Roethlisberger and that offense are tooled up enough to be taking the luxury well, of replacing a guy you drafted in the first round last year. It just doesn't make sense to me. That's Paris Campbell or someone like him very well could be there. But you drafted Terrell Edmonds. I just don't – I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I disagree with it, but, hey, everyone's got their uh, – The secondary is awful. I'm sorry. I think you just need to add playmakers in the secondary. That's what, that's what about Sean Davis? Play. What about Artie Burns? What about, you know – Sean Davis is, is more of a free safety. What happened – uh, but I'm saying you drafted Terrell Edmonds in the first round last year. You're not going to let <laughs> – you're going to draft the same position with your set. Like that's, I, I mean, it should have been Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. He's a little bit more versatile. He can play nickel next to – and you can put him all over the place. Either way, I, I like defense. Or a receiver. Defense. I like defense over a receiver here. Or lineman. I don't know. Connor. Eagles. Yep, Eagles. Yep, I gave him Jerry Tillery, and I'm going to go back to the defense and give him Rock Yassin. Ooh, love that pick. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, he's kind of a guy who's probably still on the board right now. 
I definitely am surprised about that too. Um, they don't need too much help in the secondary, but it's never hurts. Well, last year they had injury issues, yeah. so I think that's kind of is that or tackle is one or the other, and I just feel like Rockison that's the pick at that point. Texans, Texans are going to head back to the well, and we're going to take Caleb McGarry out of Washington, bring in a tackle. I hate to see you disrespect my boy Yadney like that. You yep. got Yadney yep. <laughs> right there, baby. You got Yadney right there. Talk about, hey, talk about that Texas game. You remember when Yadney got thrown out, how passionate he was yep. walking to the locker room? That's what. That's a guy I want. Bring that's in. a guy bring I want. I got the next pick. We we brought in two linemen here, and we've watched a corner go. All we've done to do is sign uh, Bradley Roby. I'm not going to fall into all this talk. I'm going to make my boy Connor happy. Julian Love, man. Nice guy man. still available. Oh, I that think, was my next pick. I think I this is a guy. It. I think this is a guy who's not going to be available at 55, and is it would be an ap- absolute gift as a corner. As a you know, I think he's an early second round talent cornerback to bring into Houston. So. I mean, shoot, if, if, if uh, the two-headed GM, if McGarry's your guy, I'm bringing in the corner with that second pick, and we're bringing in two linemen in a corner with our first three pick, and we're, we're competing for that division next year. Hey, good pick. On to New England. Bill Belichick, baby. Irv Smith still on the board. Bring him in to replace Gronkowski. You brought in Austin Sperian Jenkins. Irv Smith's a guy that you can de- develop behind him. Kind of like an O.J. Howard light. He's not on that uh, – not on that level, not nearly the blocker that he is, but just a really good receiver and a guy who uh, can make plays after the catch, and uh, I just think this is a nice fit. Especially, I agree. Especially where it is. I will, he will not be here at this point in the draft, so I think you got to take him. Uh, Connor. Back with the Eagles. Back with the Eagles, yeah, buddy. The Eagles. And they got Yassin in the second round, and they got – who'd they get in the first round? Hillary. Hillary. Hillary, that's right. Oh, yeah, you, got, you, you know exactly where you're at here. Yep, right here they're going to get a tackle that I absolutely love. Alabama State, Titus yep. Howard. Let's go. Big I'm... boy, real big boy. Think 355. <laughs> Yadni seeing these names get called before him will do nothing but motivate him. That's all I have to say. <laughs> hey, I will – dude, Titus Howard has got some really nice tape, man, athletic guy. He's one of those guys, once he puts his hands on you, you're kind of done. <laughs> And uh, I know I know Connor loves that three fifty five mark. Yep. Clap. Uh, the Cowboys making their first selection of this NFL draft, and just because Jason Witten's back doesn't mean that that tight end position isn't an oh. issue. So we're Dawson. gonna come in and take Dawson Knox from, from <laughs> Ole Miss. Gross. I'm a big fan of Dawson Knox. He's a really good blocker, and I think he has the ability, almost like uh, he has the athletic ability that we saw in George Kittle, to become a nice little. A receiving threat, so that's what I like to see. I'm a tight end whisperer. I, lo- I like that pick because it's from the heart, baby. Yep. Um, and the Colts with Christian Wilkins and Nikhil Harry, man, Ooh. they're they're having one heck of a draft. Yeah. What's his What's his name is really cleaning up yet again. And, and Chris that. Ballard. Chris Ballard, and I'm gonna check out the depth chart. You know, because we're a little further along. We're a little further along than we. Uh, I, I think. Than we expected to, uh, or than I expected to be prepared for here, and I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You don't have to wait anymore, young man. You're with yeah. us. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, the safety from Florida, is gonna come off the board here. Another guy who I don't necessarily think will be available here, but if he is, this is a need 
for the Colts, a guy who can thump, a guy who can cover a little bit. I like him more uh, as a hitter than I do as a coverage guy, but I think that with uh, Malik Hooker, they have the luxury of taking a guy who's a little more physical. And, and they got uh, Matisse Farley, too, up, in, up there, and they can put uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at nickel, too. I, yep. think he, I think he might end up just being a nickelback in the, uh, in the NFL and a really good one at it, but really versatile guy. He's got two last names, too. That's a good sign <laughs> to, be, to be a nickel in the NFL. So... Um, yeah, Gardner Johnson getting great great value at that 59th pick, I think, with Gardner Johnson. So, I'm on I'm on the board with the Chargers, and with my first pick, I got Jeffrey Jeffrey Simmons. So now it's time to make that immediate impact. And I'm going to end your boys' slide. I'm taking Yanni Kajus here for the Chargers. Put him in there. Um, I know Russell Okung is getting up uh, up there a little bit. You can put Kajus at, at right tackle, or you can even move him inside to guard. Just a a really good football player that will find a spot somewhere on this Chargers line and give them some, some more depth. Connor, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, man. I think this is their first pick in the draft considering they traded their uh, first-round pick away for Frank Clark. Yeah. That's today. So uh, you got a Chiefs coming in here, here and taking David Montgomery, who I trashed on the running back uh, preview, but I think he's just a good fit for Andy Reid and the KC offense. I think he does a lot of things that they uh, – just liked out of Kareem Hunt. I see a lot of similarities. Mm, interesting. I, I mean, I, I like to pick a lot. Uh, he's my second running back on my board. So I, I don't necessarily – I think they have some other needs on that defense. I might have gone for a safety or even a corner. But uh, Montgomery's a hell of a player. Yeah, I thought Juan Thornhill from Virginia yep. potentially. Yep, Thornhill, uh, even t- Taylor Rapp. Yep. Saints are on the board for their first pick of the draft. And why, why don't we make a little splash here? Let's make a little splash. Ryan Finley. No. Come on down. Teddy Bridgewater is still on the stage. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Teddy Forget B. it, forget it. Forget it, forget it. Pull it back. Run back, uh, re-rack, re-rack. Oh. Um, <laughs> then let's... Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. This opens us up a little bit. Is, yeah, this is, is, is a really Ted interesting Is still on the team? I don't think he is. Because there's a man that I that I comp there's to, a pick Ted, here. to Ted Ginn. There's a pick here. That's Andy Isabella. No. Bring him in. <laughs> Andy Isabella is the pick for Adam Klepp. Yep. I think and I think it's a great pick. Perfect. He's going to be yep. the brand of, new Brandon Cooks for their offense. I think it's a great pick. And I'm just going to say, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> and you know why I'm going to say thanks, man? Appreciate that. Because Paris Campbell is going to get drafted to the Kansas yep. City Chiefs. Because Tyreek Hill isn't going to play football in this <laughs> upcoming season because he is, for, for reasons we can't really say on the back judge, because he doesn't know how to prioritize what matters in his life, and he decides it's a good idea to put his hands physically on people that he shouldn't be physically putting his hands on, and that he knows he can do a lot of physical harm to. So I think you're going to bring in a guy like Paris Campbell. I don't think he has the explosiveness that Tyreek Hill does on the football field because I don't think anyone on the planet has the explosiveness Tyreek Hill does on the football field. But I do think Paris Campbell is a guy who, if you can deal with the drops, if you can deal with his inability to track the ball, boy, can he really do a lot athletically and with the ball in his hands after catching it. Just with what Andy Reid can cook up for this guy, I think the, the, the options are limitless and I think you're getting as close of a replacement for Tyreek Hill, as you can possibly get at pick 63 here for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think I think it's I think it's a uh, 
Just a, another guy who's going to take the top I, off of defenses. I Let, know that's true. I mean, it's it's. I do think that Kelvin Harmon and JJ Arcega Whiteside are better players, but I you're think not this looking is a for nice, that. Kelsey's that. a nice fit. Yeah, it's a nice fit just because of you already have Sammy yeah. Watkins. Oh no, yeah. And even if Tyreek Tyreek Hill is playing next year, that's a. I mean, I think I agree with you. I just want to be clear. I agree that Kelvin Harmon and Arcega Whiteside are better receivers than Paris Campbell. I just think Paris Campbell's an OW man. That guy's like D'Anthony Thomas, but better. Um, he, that's why I compared him kind of to Tyreek Hill a little bit. Is I don't think he's going to make the same impact. But just in terms of a guy where get him the ball on the flat, get him the ball on a bubble screen, get him the ball on a slant, anything, let him uh, let him do work with the ball in his hands, and um, you will you will not be you will not be let down. Tommy, final pick of our two round mock. And man, the, I I kind of want to go with the receiver here, but. There's better value coming up in the third round where we got two picks, I believe. And I'm going to take Blake Cashman, the linebacker from Minnesota, who's kind of caught fire a little bit as a guy uh, kind of like Van Der Esch did last year, as a guy who didn't really get that much pub during the season, but as guys have watched his tape, uh, has become a little bit more polarizing of a prospect. I need to watch a little bit more on him, but from the limited stuff that I have seen, he's a very instinctual athletic linebacker that I just think would fit really well in, in New England where – uh, Dante Hightower is getting a little bit up there in age, and he's just a young linebacker that they can coach up and has a really high ceiling. I just want to say I'm not dissing your pick because the board fell the way it fell, and you like that guy. But just as a draft note, I think this is a great spot for Ryan Finley. I can't stress that enough. You know, I, I think that Ryan Finley would fit perfectly in New England. I think that to be able to get him with the last pick in the second round, which is nearly a third-round pick, is incredible value. And... Boy, I, I, Brady's getting older. I know the guy seems like he's going to play forever, but even just as a backup, Brian Hoyer is a backup there, and I just don't think that uh, the Patriots really, I guess, saying they have the luxury is they do have the luxury to do anything they want. But Ryan Finley on the board there, uh, late second round, last pick of the second round, I think that's a no-brainer for you. Boys, good work. Big day Thursday. Huge day Thursday. Huge day, and... Yeah. Boy, this, Connor, how are you celebrating? This is a lot of fun. This draft turned out to be awesome. I'll just be, I'll be chilling here. I'll be watching. I've got I had paper due Friday, but I already put in a lot of work on it, so I don't have to do anything Thursday. I'll be on. I can be on Skype. You're gonna be cranking some natty lights. Yeah, probably hands, but some hands. You're a hands guy. Yeah. <laughs> draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day. A Wiggins. Fuck that other side, bitch, we stay winning Oh man, you know I had to do it for you You know I had to do it for you Yeah Suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys, man, I had to do it for you You know I had to do it for you You know I had to do it for you Oh man, oh man, oh man, man, you know I had to Sometimes I laugh with God about how you can't stop me I'm his darkest angel probably, but he still got me, yeah I'm getting mine, but still I better live Cause shit I set aside to make sure that my people getting by Brunch with some guitar royals and my cup is all oil You know it's rare when your niggas will take the fall for you All loyal, so you keep egging me on And we gon' have to crack your shell just to prove to you you ain't hard-boiled mm. 
Last night I tried some raw oysters Man, that boy growing up quick That boy know he the shit That boy singing on every song when he know he could spit That boy manifested it That boy knew it was written That boy did it on purpose That boy know that they shitting on you when they can't get past you You should've followed all my moves You won't realize the after And if I left this shit to chance I would've picked a name like Chance the Rapper Yeah, no offense cause I don't know that nigga I'm focused on making